everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage and I'm here with my co-host Olivia. Hey everyone, it's me. So we're back today with a spooky episode of Girlish. Today is the 22nd. Halloween is right around the corner and I personally love Halloween. So I'm happy we're kind of just taking a second to to step back, talk about obviously some trans related things, but also just about Halloween and the way that trans people experience Halloween, especially I know dressing up in different costumes is always something that can be a little bit nerve wracking. And it wouldn't be a girlish episode if we didn't say something about our best friend, Miss J.K. Rowling. So also we'll be touching on one of the new books that she came out recently. And just- We love her. We love her so much. (laughs) And it's Halloween. So it's the perfect time to talk about what a scary (laughs) monster she is. I'm I'm completely down with like calling our fan base the Rowlers. And we (laughs) joked about that. So that's the new joke. Um, We're changing the girlish name to Rowlers and- I just want you to know that that's going to be happening. So, but yeah, I'm excited for this Halloween episode because yeah, I love Halloween. I felt like as a kid, I hated it. I got scared one time when I was like seven and I never went trick-or-treating ever again. Like I was so traumatized from it. So growing up, I was like so like scared and I feel like I never really participated in like dressing up or like putting on any sort of like costumes and so I'm interested, to, I'm intrigued to talk about this topic, especially regarding trans people and wearing like costumes, I mean, especially if you're like pre-transition and because I've had a lot of experience and I've had a lot of people in my life kind of, kind of just like, like try to like push me to like express myself, especially when I was like um, not transitioned yet. So yeah, I think it's going to be a fun episode um, and I'm very excited. But I wanted to talk to you about something before we start. And yeah, I didn't tell you beforehand because I mean, I just think it's really fucking funny. And and, okay, so I was I was changing our about section on Spotify and or anchor, which changes it on everything because our about like says who we are. So it gives people an introduction and who we are. And so I changed it because, um, yeah, it said like trans women and stuff like so I like changed it. So it's just like more general but um i was reading it so i changed it to trans youtubers and iconic duo gage and olivia but i was reading it and like i started laughing because uh, it says trans youtubers and iconic duo gage and olivia discuss lgbtq topics stories from their own experiences as people of color in their early 20s (laughs) the two strive to create a podcast i just regardless like it's so funny i just turned 24 and bitch we're not in our early 20s and like i sat there and i thought about it and i'm like i'm gonna change this but then i was like you know what no i'm gonna fucking keep it no one needs to know no one needs to know (laughs) that i'm over that 25 year old hump and i'm closer to my 30s like it, it can stay a secret that's fine Oh, I posted a photo on my or my Instagram of like, oh, last day of being 23. And I had a friend who commented, welcome to your mid-20s. And I was like, what? No, 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 no. Like, Isn't no. It scary? Like, related oh, to Halloween, yeah. it's literally horrifying. Oh, it's fucking, yeah, it's the worst fucking thing. And like, I genuinely am so traumatized at the idea of getting older. Like, when I was younger, I was like, I just want to like, get out of the house. Like, I just want to be older. And then now, like, I like... I've been living on my own for like five years. I'm like, what the fuck? Where did time go? Honestly. 
I just think it's funny that it says we're in our early twenties, and I'm and I'm keeping it because because it's everything. That's no actually kind of funny because even when we started, we still weren't really in our early twenties. Like we were in our mid, <laughs> late to early mid twenties. So yeah, we were being a little, but, little generous with that. There, that <laughs> Um, but I thought that was funny and I, and I wanted it to share. So if you guys um, want to go see our about section, it's literally <laughs> like, I think it's really funny. And from now on, like, we're never older than 23. We're always no. going to be 23 or younger. Our age so. has stopped. I'm 26. <laughs> I want to go back a year. I'm 25. So if anyone asks, that's it forever. Yeah. It is crazy. I don't know. Like I, like I became friends with you. Um, it's been like what three or four, it's been like four years, I think, since we like became friends. And it is crazy to because I remember like I was like 19, 20, and you were whatever age you were. Yeah, I was 21 ish. So, yeah, that, back then that would have been appropriate, but yeah, so but it is crazy how much we've like grown, how fast time has gone because it feels like yesterday, like whenever like we first started doing YouTube. And um, we first got on like hormones and stuff. So it is really cool to like, I don't know, see that, that growth. But yeah. also like really weird, especially 2020 has been like the longest but shortest year. Weird. I can't even believe it's October. Like every yeah. time I look at the calendar or somebody tells me what day it is, I'm still confused. And I know we've talked about it before. Like it's almost Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then it's an entirely new year. And I know Halloween's obviously going to be a lot different this year. I'm kind of sad because I love going to like haunted houses and stuff like that. I know a lot of places are doing like drive-through haunted houses. There's like um, a place up the street from us that does like this drive-through trick-or-treat haunted house experience type thing. Um, So that's like the new normal, but the days of like actually going trick-or-treating and being out in public and going to parties and stuff like that. I feel like that's not happening as much anymore. Even before COVID, I feel like people never really, or the amount of people that went out trick-or-treating is definitely way less than before, which is really sad. Yeah. I was, I had a weird, I just can't imagine like a drive, like I can't imagine being scared when I'm driving. Like I would fucking run over I know, people. Like we're ending people. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that, yeah, it is like really sad to see like, um just like like all these kids that are like missing out on like the prime time of their youth of like having fun going out and trick-or-treating um I didn't trick-or-treat much as a kid just because like I said like I was so traumatized by like someone scaring me and I've always been a chicken when it comes to like like being scared um so like I've only ever been into one haunted house and I've always wanted to like go to like a Halloween horror nights or like uh, in Florida, we have Hollow Scream at Bush Gardens, and like I've always wanted to, but I'm like too scared. But yeah, now like uh, we're just unable to because of like COVID and stuff, and it it does suck because as I'm getting older, I'm really appreciating um, like Halloween a lot because it's like the beginning of fall, and it's like that experience of like wow, like it's the weather's gonna get cooler, and like the leaves are changing. Even though I live in Florida, and leaves don't really change, but still, it's like. It's like that nice, like looking forward to like uh, the, yeah, just like colder weather and just like these vibes are just really nice. But yeah. And I feel like Halloween has a different vibe, like when you're a kid versus when you're an adult. 
I kind of feel like Halloween's better as an adult because like, I don't know, there's just like a lot of stuff to do that you can't really do. Like if you're an eight-year-old, you're not going to go out to a party. I mean, I hope not to like- Because as an adult, off. there's yeah. there's yeah, there's candy cane joints. Exactly. You know? Like there's so many opportunities <laughs> to like infuse- Fun and legal. candy corn, sorry. Recreational job. I mean, sometimes illegal. I don't know what you're doing, but I don't judge anybody. I just feel like it's a lot funner when you're an adult because, like, you can go to parties and you can dress up and experiment more with your costumes because you're able to, like, wear more. I feel like kids, no toddler is going to walk out with, like, a mini skirt on and a tube top. I hope not. That would be horrifying. But I feel like there's just more options when you're an adult and you can experiment more with like effects and violent stuff and scary things like that. So yeah, Halloween as an adult to me is a lot funner, especially since I transitioned. I feel like when I was a kid, I never really was the character that I wanted to be. Like I I'm not going to lie. I wanted to be like a hooker for Halloween. I wanted to be one of those girls that was able to dress up in like a a slutty little costume. But obviously I was a little boy, so that wasn't going to happen. But I always remember picking characters that had like long dresses or gowns. So I was the serial killer from Scream like 18 years in a row because I was able to wear like a long robe and pretend like I was wearing a dress. So I was always like into like a warlock or like a wizard or something that allowed me to like wear a long robe because I could pretend I was wearing a dress and that made me happy. That's crazy that you said that because literally I had this like this giant like um like cape like it was like the like cloak that's like from like Harry Potter and like legitimately I was like I was like a wizard like for like 5 years straight in a row. And it's funny that you say that because, yeah, I've had that same experience where, like, I always found it unfair that I was unable to be, like, who I wanted to be for for Halloween. And then seeing, like, other people, like, my age and um, just knowing who I was at a young age and just seeing, like, other people being able to dress, like, um, as someone you know you who, you, like, you are, it was always really difficult. So, yeah, it definitely is a... It was, uh, I think, a traumatic experience when we were younger because it was never like we never were fully able to uh, have that like fun. I think that's why we enjoy it so much as an adult now. And it would have been so much fun if there were parties because I like I always have fun, like even seeing people on Instagram show off their costumes. And I can't imagine what I'm like. Yeah, like I can't imagine what I'd be or what I do. But yeah, it does seem like like it's just a lot of fun. And I really wish that we. Uh, things weren't this way so like there could be just a lot more just having fun and just experiencing life and like the way we want to because now we have that choice and now uh, we are who we are and we aren't afraid so uh, it is it is disappointing Um, yeah and I feel like Halloween in a lot of ways does like put a lot of pressure especially on on trans people or anybody who is questioning their gender identity because like it kind of reinforces gender stereotypes like everybody always dresses up as like like I said like a slutty schoolgirl or a sexy nurse or something like that and on the opposite the guys would dress up as like a superhero or like a cop a firefighter something really masculine so if you are somebody that's struggling with your gender identity it can be kind of overwhelming 
because all of your peers are dressing up as like these ultra feminine or masculine costumes and you're just like, what do I do? Because I I don't want to do that, but I feel like I don't want to stand out. I don't want people to think I'm weird or my costume is stupid. So I think it's while it's a really fun if you are able to be really comfortable with your identity and express yourself and be in an environment where no one's going to judge you or they're going to accept you. But also it can be stressful because like I said, we kind of are forced to wear certain costumes to prevent people from having certain thoughts about us. Like if I walked out of the house in a Wonder Woman costume when I was 13, I would have probably been bullied and people would have questioned what I was doing. So it just kind of sucks that that's the state and how things are. I feel like nowadays people are more open to experimenting and being costumes of the opposite gender, which is something we can talk about also later. But yeah, it just kind of sucks that that's kind of the tradition in Halloween is to dress either super masculine or feminine mixed with scary, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I definitely, it definitely is a very like, um, in a lot of sense, it's very misogynistic, a lot of, like a lot of costumes and a lot of like ways that like, I feel like, like women are represented um, and even men, there's like a lot of hyper masculinity. So when you're stuck in like the situation, especially like pre-transition, it's definitely really intimidating. And for me, I I had a trouble like dressing up as anything during like Halloween because it was so difficult for me. And I constantly had a lot of friends that were like, oh, like, like people that knew I was trans saying like, oh, like, you know, why don't you just like try, you know, things out as Halloween because then no one will judge you. And like, I always felt weird about that still. Like, and I'm thinking about it now, like I, I kind of understand more. It's because like, I think it was a hard thing for me to grasp because like, like my identity isn't a costume. And I feel like a lot of times uh, when people were saying that to me, then it was like really like, it was really overwhelming to me because I felt like people were seeing me as like not real. I don't know if that makes any sense as like if this was like a costume and if it were my own decision to dress up the way that I like felt more confident in myself, then, then that's a different story. But when people like are starting to like, and like, I know it comes from a genuine place, but it does feel like really odd sometimes when people were like, oh, you should do this. You should try it out, try it out, try it out. And it's like, not about like trying it out. It's about like, this is who I am. And it's like, it was really hard for me to kind of like process that. So I never really like partook in like Halloween because that was so difficult for me. But um, I, it is definitely one of those like holidays that can't, especially when you're like, haven't started your transition and you're definitely questioning or you know who you are but like are unable to come out during for certain circumstances it can be very difficult because even if you do want to like portray yourself in a costume that feels like right with your gender identity it could still come with judgment and that's like what's always like really scary or come off as like a joke or something like um and I know like you have like a lot of like commentary on like that and like like the idea of seeing like uh like women as a joke almost and like that can be like really toxic too yeah that's actually a really good point because it's kind of sad thinking about how some people probably use halloween as an outlet to be able to actually express their true gender identity through their costume i mean it's a costume but like 
they are essentially embodying a character that they identify with, either if that's masculine or feminine. And it's kind of shitty to have to only be able to do that or only getting the opportunity to comfortably do that on a holiday where other people are wearing costumes and pretending to be other people. Because it's not necessarily that you are wearing a costume. You're presenting your gender identity in a way that's aligning with you. But you're just another person. And to only be able to do that on one night of the year, it's kind of sucky, especially since it's considered as a costume and people might not take you seriously. But yeah, kind of going into jokes and wearing costumes as a joke, I did want to talk or at least ask for your opinions about people who don't identify as trans or don't identify as being part of the LGBT community straying away from wearing costumes of their identified gender. Like I know there are a lot of women who wear masculine costumes and vice versa. I I know there have been, especially when Caitlyn Jenner first came out, like one of the most popular costumes, I don't know why, was her on the cover of Vanity Fair where men would dress up as her as a joke because she just came out as trans. And I think there's a fine line between obviously wearing a costume or being a man wearing a woman's costume in order to mock someone's trans identity. It's very obvious that that's the objective of being Caitlyn Jenner for Halloween. But I also know that there are instances where men will dress up as female characters, but like will actually try to embody that character and they actually put an effort to be them. Like I think it was Colton Haynes a couple years ago dressed up as Ursula and he literally looked exactly like Ursula and talked like her and acted like her. So I think there has to be a balance between like wanting to do the character justice and being authentic rather than I'm going to, I'm a man and I'm going to dress up as a woman in a skirt because I think it's going to be funny for all my friends to laugh at. Like, I I think that's not okay, obviously. Yeah. I definitely think that um, a lot of times with that, I've seen that a million times where like men, uh, like cis men uh, will dress up as like as women and it's just to like mock like women and then oftentimes it comes off whether like it's sexism or it comes off transphobic in like inherently and it's why it's like really hard sometimes for trans people to be seen as valid is because a lot of times um uh yeah they, they can be seen as this costume that this joke that a lot of times you see like um, cis men or even cis women will make when they like uh, cross dress in another uh, gender for uh, like Halloween or for like the specific holiday. And I, an example came in my head. It's not Halloween, but it was near like the Halloween time. My high school had um, this uh, this show that they would put on every year, and it was called the. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, it was like a pageant. And essentially what it was, I went to a very conservative high school, very, very, very conservative. And not that my school was conservative. It was the people that went there. It was very like redneck, uh, Southern. Everyone like had a fucking farm or whatever. Um, And it was super, super like racist. Like there was like no black people in the school. It was like that racist. Um, And yeah, and we had essentially a drag show. And, but it, it was like men in like, like doing drag essentially. And it was like a beauty pageant of them doing drag. And when you say that, it sounds like something inclusive. It sounds like something like, wow, like this is like really cool. And this is like really fun. 
and like this is like I don't know like if someone was like gay and like or if they were trans this might be really really cool for them but that's not what it was the intention was not that the intention was not inclusivity the intention was laughter it was humor it was to laugh at these people cross-dressing because it was funny rather than like appreciative of like the art that drag is some like is like in real life um this was like mockery of a community of people and that's like where like it really like fucking it really like stuck with me like i went to the school that um and i'm sure there the the intention may not have been this harmful but it does come off that way because me being trans and seeing that it was like really disheartening to me because it's like this intention that they're doing isn't isn't um sincere it's truly to damage and like that's what it, it did to me it really like harmed me so like you said if there are people during like halloween who are like our sis and they are um cross-dressing for their costume but they fully take into account like um the misogyny or whether it's um yeah whether whatever it may be whether they whether they fully consider that and fully play the character like like amazingly and then just like do what it takes and not treat it as like a this like huge like joke then i think that like that's what needs to be done and it it shouldn't be something where you're making fun of women or you're making fun of men it should be something that's supposed to be fun and not but not based out of like out of judging or stereotypes exactly i think it really just does boil down to intent like we both said, I feel like if you're going to intentionally dress up as somebody who identifies differently than you, like if you are a man and you intentionally dress up as a woman to make fun of trans people, or if you're white and you dress up as a person of color, as a joke, that's obviously not funny. And that I don't think anybody should be able to get away with that. But if you are choosing to be somebody else and you are acknowledging that that's not your identity and that this is a valid identity and you just want to play the character, I feel like that's fine. But unfortunately, especially in regards to trans people, I think a lot of guys have used the dressing up as a girl costume as just like an easy way to make laughter. Because I feel like, especially in movies and TV shows and everything, there's always that guy that will like dress up as a girl and he's like super masculine and everybody laughs and thinks it's funny. So I feel like if you have a malicious intent with your costume, you should probably just leave it at home and just like be somebody else. Be the cop. I feel like they should just be cops because that's kind of like this. I'm just going to stop talking about cops. Never mind. Uh, don't even get me started <laughs> on the pigs. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, I don't know if you got, your high school had um, powder puff. Where like like the men would be cheerleaders yeah, and then the cheerleaders yeah. would be like yeah and like it's stuff like that too like I understand like the the fun and the humor behind it sure I get it but that does have that inherent like like there can be damage that comes from that that I, I see and I looked it up the the pageant the beauty pageant they had in my school it's called the womanless beauty pageant. And so I just think right. it's like, it's just weird. I don't know. It's just weird. And I do think that there is fun behind this. Like in, in, in terms of like drag, I think drag is a fun art form and I think it should be respected. I love drag, but at the same time, it's like, there's that balance of like fully committing versus like, I'm going to make fun of myself and I'm going to be like Caitlyn Jenner for Halloween because, because Caitlyn Jenner is a costume and like stuff like that. So yeah, I completely like think that can be like truly truly harmful 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, speaking of cross-dressing, I guess that's really the perfect segue to bring up not only our favorite person in the world, but also I feel like the most constant thing about our podcast. I feel like sometimes we're inconsistent, but one thing's for sure, we're always going to talk about Miss Rowling on this podcast. <laughs> our favorite turf. We love her. Uh, we should get her as a guest on here one day. We should. I should DM her. I'm going to DM Also, her. we should talk about how we almost got Kim Petras on the show. We should just bring oh it up. Oh my God. Another Maybe. another time, another time. But like okay. it it wasn't we it definitely wasn't gonna happen, but it no. was something that like was close. Like we had talks with their people. But anyways, um yeah, so JK Rowling is in the news because she released a book under the pseudonym, the pseudonym Robert Galbraith, which we discussed in an earlier episode that that name, like historically, like was the person who essentially invented conversion therapy. And she still released, even though like people have criticized her for this, she still used this this pseudonym for this book. And it's, uh, I don't know what it's called. Oh, it's called Trouble Blood. And it's essentially, a, quote unquote, a transvestite serial killer. So it's a man who dresses up as a woman and kills, like, this is like all like what I read about it. And like kills like, I guess people, like kills women or something. It's just like, this like, yeah, I mean... What more can I say? It's like she's been so transphobic. And I'm starting to wonder if was this whole reason to promote this book. Because this book, like, it took number one spot. Even after all this criticism, like, people were buying it. So, like, it is, like, it is, like, remarkable that, like, that even though she's faced so much criticism, people still support her. And it is, it's wild. Like, I I fucking, I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. I, I haven't read much about the book. I obviously haven't read it. So I can't, I feel like I can't speak to it that much. I have watched quite a few YouTube videos from trans people made by trans people. Um, If you know who Samantha Lux is on YouTube, I would suggest watching her video. I watched hers and she kind of went into detail on certain excerpts and how it conveyed transphobia and the messages that she was sending by having this transvestite character be a serial killer in this book. And I feel like I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I, I'm all for representation. I think it's, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen a trans. I mean, I, there are a lot of movies where trans people are like violent or they're killers or something like that. And I think. Pretty little liars. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not impossible for a trans person to be a, a serial killer. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just looking at the specifics with JK Rowling and her history with the way that she's spoken about trans people and her ideologies, I think it's a little fishy that her next book has a transvestite as a serial color. And I feel like, I don't know. It's just, it seems too, I don't even know how to explain it. It just doesn't seem like, oh, it was just a random thing. I'm going to add this quirky little detail about this character about them being trans when we've actually had statements from her talking about how she believes trans women are a danger to cis women. So to me, having her known her history and the way that she's spoken about the trans community, it doesn't seem like it's not an attack on trans people. It seems pretty deliberate in my opinion. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's thing after thing after thing with her. Like, like this book is like, it's just so like telling and uh, it's really, really frustrating. So telling that like, even like comedians, like fucking, uh, what's his name? They went on Saturday Night Live. Um, uh, Pete Davidson, he went on Saturday Night Live and it was like a skip, um, like a new skip, but they like we're talking about J.K. Rowling being transphobic. And even in that like new or that like skit, they were supporting trans people. And it's so sad that it's come to that where like, where she's like a conversation piece, like in like mainstream media, because she is this, this disgusting person. She has so much impact. She fucking wrote Harry Potter. And like I said, I was literally fucking Harry Potter for like five years straight. Like, like this like influential person who wrote about in like in like her Harry Potter series wrote about um diversity wrote about people and not accepting other people's for who they are yet yet what is she doing and like just like it it just comes down to like her being deliberately just a transphobic and really intends to like harm the trans community and then sometimes I just can't even like read her tweets because the amount of people that support her and the things they say about trans people is so damaging. And every time she does tweet something, I like the amount of times like I almost like burst into tears. I get like panic attacks because of like the rhetoric that she spreads is why it was so hard for me to come out is why I was like kicked out of my house whenever I came out. Like it is really, really damaging and to see someone so influential do stuff like that is like really troublesome. Um, she shared a website. I don't know if you saw this, but she put, she was like, sometimes a t-shirt just speaks to you. And then it was a, sh- it's a shirt that said, this witch doesn't burn. And then she, she pinned the tweet and she linked the, the site. And if you go on the website, they sell pins and stickers of like, of things that says like, don't call me sis or fuck your pronouns. And this other one says, oh my God, these are like insane. Female uh, biology is not bigotry. Female biology is not an identity. Um, uh, uh, This one says, sorry, like women demand women only spaces now. And uh, it just like, she shared this website. She pinned it on her, her Twitter. And it's like things like this, whether it's the book, whether it's her like, fucking essay she wrote about how transphobic she is whether it's sharing sites like this like every single thing she does every time she does it is more and more damaging and it does suck that there's so much attention on her because she is so influential so it only feeds into the transphobia and it is really really disgusting the thing that bothers me about trans villains i guess in particular is that they literally don't have anything else about them it's only that they're a serial killer or they're weird or they're crazy. That's their entire identity. Like you brought up Pretty Little Liars with A, like the bitch was crazy. That's that's it. And I feel like in this book too, like having a serial killer, when you don't really know anything about them and you only know that they're a serial killer, it does reinforce harmful stereotypes about trans people being violent, especially you know, nowadays with the whole bathroom debate that's been going on forever and people are constantly saying trans women shouldn't be allowed in the bathroom because they're dangerous, they're men in dresses, blah, blah, blah. And having J.K. Rowling, like you said, the creator of Harry Potter, she's one of the most influential people ever. The book is insanely huge. 
having her not only release this book, but everything that she said previously, there's so many people that look up to her. Like I know there are a lot of people that are disappointed and have stopped supporting her since her statements have come out. But also at the same time, she's kind of giving a lot of people with her same viewpoints permission to think that way. And they're probably the thing that they go to first is, oh my God, JK Rowling agrees with me. That's such a big deal. So I think it's it's really, I don't think she's obviously not thought about what the impact of having a trans murderer in her book is. And I don't think she really cares, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm like so fed up. Like every time I go on Twitter now, I just see like, all right, or like hashtag RAP, like, jk rowling or like jk rowling is just trending and it's always some news story and um and obviously we talk about it a lot on this like podcast and we discuss it a lot because every time it comes up it's 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 equally as like impactful and hurtful and just extremely damaging and like i just i'm just living my life i'm just doing my thing it's really not that deep and that's why i just hate that it's so deep to her it like it uh, it like is embedded into her soul that she has to be so shitty. And like, I don't get it. I really just truly do not get it. There's a lot of people that have been defending the book because like I said, I haven't read it, so I can't speak to it much. But I think the most popular defense is that she doesn't actually say that this character identifies as trans or whatever they identify as. So a lot of people are saying, oh, we're jumping to conclusions because they never say or she never specifically says what this person identifies as. But I feel like you don't really have to say that considering all of the other things that she puts in the book, like specifically mentioning that this person likes to sometimes dress up as women and likes to wear women's clothing and stuff like that. So I feel like it's she doesn't have to spell it out. It's kind of obvious. I say we rip it and like we we read it. Like obviously we don't buy it, but I figured we, we can find a PDF somewhere and okay. read it and discuss it because I, I think that's like um important to kind of talk about because I really would like to know like in my like in like what how I feel about it. Cause like I, I even think like like classics like Norman Bates type shit is still like fucked up. Like like I understand like that's like a classic story that everyone like I feel like it's very popular, but even like things like that, I think when you start getting into this, this sexualization of like gender and like the cross dressing or whatever it may be, then it just completely like harms the trans community. And I don't like it. Frankly, I very disgusted by it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just like, it's so, so shitty. Like just a shitty situation. But it's why we love talking about Miss Rowling. We'll be back queen. next week. She's going to do something else. I know it. Um, and this has been accumulation of like several weeks of stuff because she doesn't keep her mouth shut. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to go on her Twitter right now. I just want to know, like, cause there's always going to be something, but. Are we going to start a girlish book club? Where oh we only God. read things written by J.K. Rowling? <laughs> we should read all of her novels, but no one's allowed to buy it. We all just find PDFs and just fucking rip it because exactly. like, Yeah. Um, legally, this is a joke, but yeah, it's a joke. I feel mm-hmm. like <laughs> I feel, oh, I I don't want to talk about her. Obviously, every single episode. I just think it's important because 
we are obviously covering things that are relevant. And I feel like she has just been on her shit. Like she's the champion of transphobia of 2020. So I feel like we need to talk about her because I, I don't know. I haven't really seen anybody else in the media that's literally been pushing so hard against trans people other than her. So, yeah. Yeah. I think this is the first time in a while that I've seen so much like, so much like pushback against people, like literally just like we live in 2020 and I, I don't know, I feel like we've had so much progress that I like feel like the news shores like those with a lot of transphobia and there's a lot of it in this like streets and just like in communities like locally and stuff like that. But like to see it made by someone so powerful in terms of like mainstream media, it is really just shocking, like truly just like just upsets me and like kind of just like irks me. But uh, speaking of Miss uh, Rowling, I was thinking I was like, this is kind of like a little like segue, but I was thinking of starting and I need everyone's opinion on this, but I was thinking of starting like a Discord server for Girlish um, because I got a PC recently and I've just been enjoying um, being on it. And I think it's really cool to build a community on there. And I'm wondering if that's a good idea and if you guys like it. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I think it would be really funny to have like different channels, obviously. And I think it'd be really funny to like have a JK Rowling channel where we just share a bunch of like transphobic like articles or things that have happened. And we just have like a discussion about transphobia. And I think it'd be really funny to have like a channel dedicated to her and just like discussing or discussing horrible people like her. And so, um, and also like, obviously I think it'd be a really great way to connect with our community and like our, our Rowlers <laughs> and, um, yeah, just, uh, find like a, like a, a nice, like way to have a conversation with you, whether like we can live stream episodes, like us like filming live and you guys listen along, or maybe we do some exclusive stuff with Patreon, you know, members, or we, you know, have channels for you guys to recommend certain topics or to ask questions. I think it's a nice, wholesome, like, platform that has, like, it's very well-rounded. So, I mean, if you guys are up for that, maybe that'd be cool. Maybe Engage and I can play some games and I can stream it. And I think that'd be fun. Um, we can have, like, a nice little community on there. Let me know. I'm thinking about doing it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what Gage thinks either. That would be really fun. I like that idea. I feel like I would like to connect more with people that watch the podcast. I do get DMs every once in a while asking us where we are. So it's nice to be able to communicate with people that are listening since obviously we want to be entertaining and take into account what our audience wants us to talk about. So I feel like if we did have a Discord, it would give us more of an opportunity to discuss about what everybody wants to hear from us instead of talking about JK Rowling for 17 weeks straight. So yeah, I think it would help us. It would be really fun, but it would also help us in in order to plan of what we wanted to talk about since we're communicating with the people that are listening to us. So I think it would be great. Yeah. And you made me download a game. You made me download Rogue uh, Rogue Impact. So it's called Rogue, Rogue Company. But we Company. I know we haven't played it yet. <laughs> But I got it and I was started playing and I'm so fucking bad. And I'm like, of course, Gage wants to play. Like, <laughs> I love you. And it's not even it's not even first person, but I love that you're such an like an FPS player. Like I love really. shooting people. <laughs> so fun too. I like specifically for this game, I downloaded like a PS3 like um 
what is it called? Some like a software to like use like a my PlayStation controller because I don't have an Xbox controller on oh, my, my Windows. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so bad at mouse and keyboard. That's why I use a controller. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting used to the WASD, the WASD, but like um, for games that like require shooting and stuff, like I feel like a remote is like not necessary. So I like I downloaded it for this game because I'm like I'm really bad at it. It's okay. When we play, I'll teach you, and then we can practice together, and then we'll become professional rogue company players. I know. We should. We'll go pro. Thanks, Epic. Okay. <laughs> we can start our own t- duo Twitch channels. I love that. I've been thinking about doing Twitch. I think that's, like, a really cool platform, too. Yeah. I don't know how or when I became this gamer, but like, look at me now. I know you have a Here PC. You're on Discord. Like, who are you? It was such an impulsive buy, this PC. Um, I was just like, you know what? Like, I need it for work. I need it for school. And I want to play games. And so I bought it. Look at me. Look at me now. I'm on Discord. I know. I'm playing Genshin. You're more of a gamer than I am now. Like, I feel like I'm so out of touch with everything. Um, Have you played? uh, This is just like, now we're just talking about games. And I hope you're okay with this. What did uh, I have? Have you played Genshin Impact? No. It's It's on PS3. What is because I've seen like ads on YouTube about it ever since you brought it up. I think because obviously my phone's listening to me, so like every time I watch a YouTube video, it, there's an ad and I don't know what it is. It looks so dorky, but like genuinely, it's like essentially they completely ripped off Breath of the Wild, just like a Zelda game. They completely ripped it off, oh. but they just made an anime, and I think it's really funny. <laughs> But they like, but it, it's like really fun though. It's like it gives me that like Zelda vibe, but also it's kind of unique in itself. And then the voice actors are like really, really cool. And um, it's something that Zelda doesn't have is like good voice actors. And so I'm like really, really in love with it. I've already put, and it's a free game. And so like I feel like I'm sponsored by Genshin Impact. But, like, <laughs> and like it's so fun. We did an episode on video games already, right? That was like one of our first episodes, I think. Because that was like a pivotal part of both of our experiences. It really was. I was about to say, let's do an episode on games. But we did that already. Yeah. But um, I do want to bring it back to like the Halloween topic to kind of like stop talking about fucking J.K. Rowling. Because um, I know you and I, uh, during the spooky season, we like to get spooky. We like to watch our shows. Um, I just finished Ratchet like an hour ago. And um, with Sarah Paulson, Queen. Honestly. Um, and it was such a good show. I'm like actually really shocked by it. I was like really in love with it throughout the whole thing. I was so in- invested. Same. I, I just finished it too. I, I'm i obsessed with American Horror Story and I love Sarah Paulson. So anytime she's in anything, I'm going to watch it. But I thought it was so good. Obviously, it has very American Horror Story vibes. But I don't know. I just I really liked the fact that like I don't know, there's all these women that were at the beginning like against each other, like working towards different goals. And then at some point they were all like trying to work together. And I thought that was really cool, especially in like a horror type show or like a thriller. Usually in that genre, like women are scared and they're screaming and they're the ones trying to be protected. But these bitches were, were they were doing the work. So I thought that was really cool. And um, I have a crush on what's his name? I don't know what his name is. It's kind of scary because he also played a serial killer in American Horror Story. Like every character I've ever seen him in, he's an absolute 
psycho, but I would let him slit my throat if he wanted to. His name is Edmund in the show, but in real life, his name is uh, Finn Whit- Whitrock. That Whitrock. Yeah, that one. Or Whitrock. Yeah. No, he that ass and that posture, everything. I'm sorry, um, Russell, if you're listening, please don't be upset. I'm, Emily's sitting right next to me. I usually don't so. like white guys, but I don't know. No, the like I was like you said, like I, I'm really so like impressed. Right when I saw Sarah Paulson was in the show and I saw the the creator, um, what's the creator's name again? Uh, so like he's like he did all the American horror story stuff. Uh, his name is Ryan Murphy. When I saw like his name was attached to this and it was Sarah Paulson, I was like pr- fully prepared. I'm like, this is going to be another American horror story. And then it really was, but it reminded me a lot of Asylum, which I don't know if you guys have seen Asylum American Horror Story. That was like, pretty much like the last one that was good. And that was season two. And I feel like ever since then it, it has been weird. And I felt like this had that energy. And this was, I think this was a really, really, really good show. Obviously, it's not the same universe as American Horror Story, but it was really, it wasn't necessarily scary, but it was like unsettling and dark and just like really good. And Sarah Paulson is a queen. As soon as I saw her in the show, I was like, Ryan Murphy isn't going to make her straight. So the entire, t- I'm, spoilers, the entire time I'm like, oh, she's going to be gay. And it turns out she was gay. And uh, that was great. And I love that um, because, yeah, it's just, it was so such a good show. And I was ready for that Sarah Paulson cry the whole entire time. I was like, I need her crying because it's iconic. And the last episode she did a little bit. And that was a nice tease. But I like was so in love with it. And they confirmed the season two. And I'm just so happy. Yeah, I loved it. I think, yeah, I think it really did give me Asylum vibes. I did really enjoy Asylum. I also liked Coven. Coven, I don't know. I just have a, a, a special place in my heart. Because yeah, I think that that witch like concept I think was really yeah. good, and yeah. yeah, it was a good one. It was very unsettling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Freak Show was fucking awful. Yeah, that's Freak the one with your man. <laughs> but it just didn't hit like the others did. And yeah, so there's Ratchet. I know we both also watch um, Bly Manor, which is I'm not done yet, but so far I'm really enjoying it. It's not like as scary as the first one. I feel like it's a lot more emotional and in touch with like the backstories of the characters and all of that stuff, which I enjoy as well. But I don't, I feel like I was traumatized by the first season of Hill House because like every time they're walking or there's silence, I'm like paranoid and looking around in the background trying to see if there's a ghost or like a demon that's walking around and about to scare me so i feel like i i've set myself up with the expectation that i'm going to be horrified but it's it hasn't really been that way okay i'm glad you felt that way too because me and my friends all like discuss this as well like i i watched i was i watched it with emily and then we went over to a friend's house and we watched episode one again and we were all talking about how like it's so hard to watch because season one like truly traumatized us so like the entire time we're like looking all over the screen and like in like in the first episode when I rewatched it with friends there are like a lot of hidden things and I was so shocked by how many we kept pausing it like at every frame and we're like look here look here and Emily and I had missed it the first round so I'm actually considering rewatching it um and just looking around because it, it was really hard not to 
And so I, like, at some point I had to be like, okay, like Olivia, like I have to like, I have to tell myself like, I can come back. The show is going to exist. I just need to focus on the story because I wasn't focusing on the story. Um, but definitely it's not as scary as the first one. I think the first one is like really like unsettling and it was really, it was perfect. I think I would say the first one's really, really perfect. Um, and it was just the right amount of unsettling and a really good story. This one, there's a lot of layers, but it definitely is not as like spooky, but it was still really good. Yeah, I think the cast honestly is like so good to me. I think everybody plays their part really well. I did not know that the little girl is the voice of Peppa the Pig. And when I found that out, I could not unsee it. I just thought Peppa the Pig was like running Are around. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. She's the voice of Peppa the Pig. Hold on. You're fucking it lying. gave me like an aneurysm. Hold on, Emily's near me. Emily, did you know that the voice of the little girl in Bly Manor is Peppa the Pig? In Bly Manor, the British little girl. She's Peppa the Pig. Has she always been Peppa the Pig? <laughs> I think so. I don't think she's always been Peppa oh, the Pig. Okay. okay. No. Oh, she, oh, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. She hasn't always been. I feel like... I remember somebody making the joke like, wow, that girl's been booked and busy since she was six months old. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Long time after it was. Also, I love the cameo of Emily in this Oh, episode. my God. Hi, Emily. <laughs> Gage says hi. Um, but, yeah, it was um, – I think it was, like, a nice, like, well-rounded uh, show. Yeah. Um, the person who played Hannah Gross – Oh my god, she's her everything, her the, everything she wears, like literally she's iconic. Perfect. Like I I don't get it. She has perfect everything. I'm like I said, I'm not done yet. I don't want to give any spoilers. If something bad happens to her, I'm gonna fight someone. Like I will be upset. That's all I'm gonna say. Was it just me or were you also very sexually attracted to Owen? Because Owen is like daddy. And I don't know if anyone else feels that way. But like I, I was didn't a- at first. And then there were a few moments where I was like, oh, me, you know, he's really not bad. No, right from the, the get-go when he, he was like driving her into town, I was like, okay. Okay, love interest maybe? The episode was really cool. Very queer. I feel like a lot of Netflix shows are becoming very queer and it's making me really happy. Um and it's it is really cool um, to like to have the show exist, and I really enjoyed it. Very unsettling. I'm excited for you to see the last episode. Have you seen the part where it's black and white? No, I you haven't. haven't? Uh-huh. Okay, um, that's there's a lot. It's like the whole episode's a lot of backstory, so it's okay. one of the last ones. So I, I'm I'm excited to see what you think when you're done with it because I really want to touch base again on that. Have you watched anything else recently that's like? scary horror related i've been watching a lot of new shows not a lot of them are like scary so i do kind of want suggestions if you have i haven't watched anything other than those two things that were like halloweeny um i watched edward scissorhands the other day because i've never seen it and it's not like yeah it's not scary but like it's iconic yeah and i watched and i was like wow this is actually really good I was really like surprised by how much I liked it. Um, but I haven't seen any other spooky things. I started watching uh, this Amazon Prime movie. Uh, let me see what it's called. Um, it was like spooky, but I had to stop midway through because I was like, this is so bad. But I watched it because 
a YouTuber, Miles McKenna, is in it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, he's a YouTuber. He's trans. Like, I want to, like, I want to see him act. And I started watching it. And I'm like, wow, this movie is awful. And, like, his acting's fine. But <laughs> the movie itself is just awful. I, like, couldn't get through the first, like, 15 minutes. I was like, this is bad. Oh, no. Yeah, let me find out what it's called. But um, That does bring up something that I kind of want to talk about, too. You know that there was – so I was hoping something would happen in regards to, like, my future that I never disclosed because it was, like, I didn't want to give anything away. But I feel like now it's okay for me to talk about it because it's very clear that it's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. But not in this episode. I feel like I could say it. That's just, like, a little teaser. Yeah, it's – there's – yeah, guys – this is pretty big and like i think it's really cool for you to talk about it unfortunately i mean i'm wondering what's happened with like has it been covid related do you think because like travel has been weird and there's a lot of travel i'm honestly hoping but i don't think so i think they would have said something by now yeah um we can definitely talk about it in the future (laughs) and maybe a future episode and we'll go in depth but um it is very um, – there's a lot of circumference to, like, this <laughs> this topic. And so yeah. uh, we can just, yeah, like, so get into it either. another day. Anyways, uh, <laughs> back to TV shows. I So this isn't horror, but have you heard of Pen15 on Hulu? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, though. I've heard Please. really good things. It's literally the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so funny. Do you know like what the premise is? No, I don't. So basically it's about growing up as a teenager, essentially. These two girls that are best friends, they're going through middle school and high school together. And the funny thing is that the two creators of the show, they they star in the show as themselves in middle school. So they're 33-year-old women pretending to be middle schoolers, but everybody else in the cast is in middle school. Well, are you serious? Yeah. So it's hilarious because they sometimes they literally look like middle schoolers and then you're like wait these are literally 33 year old women pretending to be in in middle school so it's just so funny that that's the contrast and also they're like absolute crackheads and it's if you like like awkward cringe comedy it's literally the funniest yeah i have to see it now okay this that was a good setup for it i have to tell emily funny all right, I like it's open up on my computer right now. So when I'm over with this, I'm gonna tell Emily for us to watch it. You're we have a show me. to watch. You hear me? Yay! <laughs> but um, yeah, that's fun. I want to know if it's like because like, your humor is very specific. Because like I remember, and then you we can cut this out if you want to. But like you you told me specifically to watch this one South Park episode, <laughs> and it was the funniest fucking shit ever. <laughs> So this segment of the podcast gets extremely outrageous and Gage and I talked about it and we decided to save this conversation for the Patreon. So if you guys want to support us on Patreon, you'll get exclusive access uh, to this part of the podcast where we talk about this awful South Park episode. Uh, And it's really, really funny and we had a great time talking about it. We literally laughed so much. And um, afterwards, we didn't know if we wanted to put it in the episode or not because it's just so 
it's just so silly and it was just so much fun but we decided ultimately let's save it for the patreon and give uh, patreon some exclusive access to some parts of the episode that we cut out or some after show stuff so if you're interested in any of that gage and are uploading more consistently now and we'll be very active on our patreon trying to give you guys exclusive content um, specifically things like this that are cut out of the episode or after episode specials so um, if you're interested <laughs> go over to our patreon it's patreon.com slash gross podcast and listen to this segment because it is wild i definitely recommend it so yeah enjoy the rest of the show and yeah going back to the jk rowling um like thing for a little bit um i believe that she is like truly disgusting in everything that she does and all that she represents but it has been really great to see the amount of people stand up against her and I will say it's seeing like the whole cast of like Harry Potter, like stand up and like make a statement that in support of trans people, even though I wasn't a fan of, uh, of uh, Daniel Radcliffe's like response. Cause he was like, still watch the movies. And it's like, you get paid for us to watch the movies, but it was really nice to see like other actors and like other people kind of stand against her. And it is like really really cool to see a lot of publications specifically calling her out for being transphobic. So I guess it's good to know that she's the minority um, in the sense of like social justice and like, like socially where we are in like humanity. So it was really nice to see how many people called her out. So I will say that this brought to my attention, a lot of like light towards the trans community, even though, even though she's so hateful and obviously I, I, wish that she didn't, I would say um, that at the end of this, that I um, I want to make this about the trans people and not about her, about the community that supports trans people. And I don't want to make it about her. And it was really nice seeing the people that do support trans people and then the trans people that have stood up for themselves and to see how beautiful we are as a community and how great and how far we've come. And it is really, really inspiring and to know how far we will come. And even though there's shitty people like J.K. Rowling, even though there's shitty uh, turfs that just don't agree with the existence of trans people, um, there will always be people who support us. And like that was really telling. And I think that's a positive that um, that I have seen and I'm really happy about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, things aren't perfect, obviously, but we have to acknowledge that we have made progress. There are a lot of people who will support and willingly support the LGBT community openly now as as opposed to before. So we are taking a step in the right direction. And like you said, there are still shitty people out there like JK Rowling and I mean, people that are running our country and making decisions based off of the rest of us. I think the most important thing that we need to do, especially in today's political climate, is just to to educate yourself and be aware I mean, the election's coming up, go vote, do something. And that's something that we're going to talk about next week, specifically because the election is approaching. So I think it'll be interesting for us to talk about our viewpoints on voting in general and also, you know, the presidency, Trump's presidency and different policies and, you know, people trying to get inducted into the Supreme Court who have history with being homophobic. I mean, those are all things that we can talk about, but things are changing and we are moving in the right direction, but 
we still have a lot of shitty people out there and a lot of them are actively trying to reverse the clock to go back to when we didn't have any rights at all. So I think we need to be aware of that also. Yeah. And I'm excited to like discuss this. I'm very politically active, I'd say, in regards to like social media. I do my best to research as much as I can and just spread as much information as I can and uh, just to be as informed as I can be, which I hope everyone is. And uh, next week, we probably will be getting more to politics and stuff. And I know some people probably uh, won't like that discussion, but since our bodies and our identities are often politicized, I feel like it is important for us to have that discussion. So next week, it'll definitely um, uh, be more, I would say, serious. And we'll be referring to or talking about the election coming up, which I encourage everyone to obviously vote. Um, And I'm not going to be one of those people that are like, um, oh, like, you know, it doesn't matter who you vote for, just vote. Like, no, fuck, don't vote for Donald Trump. Like, easy, don't vote for him, don't vote for him. And we can discuss it more. Um, as, yeah, we'll discuss it more um, uh, next week. But yeah, I think I had a blast talking about Halloween with you. Me too. And I think it was really fun. And if you guys um, are dressing up and doing social distancing at home, but still want to be engaged in the Halloween spirit, please send us like Halloween costumes and photos of you guys being like having fun during Halloween and and uh, yeah, because I think that's like what I what we need, like just happiness and and just knowing that we're all in this together, <laughs> even though like we want to celebrate with like our friends and our families. And like, I think it's just good to see that there still is like people being happy and celebrating. So please send us photos of your Halloween outfits. Exactly. And I, I'm probably not doing much for Halloween, but I love it. So yeah, I would love to see people having fun, eating candy being unhealthy and doing all the fun things that happen in halloween and like always if you would like to you can follow us on instagram um we have a separate podcast page just for our podcast but we also do have separate pages if you want to follow us individually as well i think we also are on twitter now too right oh yeah we have a twitter account um it's at girlish podcast um with no hyphen just girlish podcast um, yeah, look us up. Uh, definitely, well, give us a follow. I'm definitely trying to like increase our our social media uh, presence, and we're doing the best that we can. Um, and yeah, so follow us there. Stay engaged. Stay focused. Um, and we will definitely keep you guys updated. Uh, we have a schedule now um, of the days that we are going to record this podcast. So hopefully we um, are able to set the time and, and obviously upload or like record, edit and upload these podcasts every Monday. So um, if everything goes right, our episode should be more consistent. And I know we say this all the time, but <laughs> I genuinely am going to do everything I can to make sure that uh, we're doing this as often as we can. And and giving you guys a lot of like good content and good conversations. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening. And we will be back again with another episode. If you have any suggestions, send it our way. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for all of the support and all the kind messages that people send us, even when we're not uploading. It just means a lot to us when we are in our down moments and haven't recorded an episode in a while. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.